0: Another Monday, and I have one question for you. Are you ready? What are we going to talk about this week? There are a host of topics that we can talk about. You can mean it doesn't all have to be politics. I got some equipment I'd like to talk about, and not just for the podcast, but uh, phones. Yeah, phone upgrades and uh, technology of the future. But of course, we do have politics. There's Trump madness, protesters. Hey, What the hell are you doing? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Bernie has some things to say about superdelegates. Isn't that what I've been saying for a while about superdelegates? We'll dive in and figure it out. And how about President Obama pushing for Hillary Clinton? What? Excuse me. It's all coming up right here on the program this week, which is this is FritzCast. Thank you. Did you know that that was me? That's my voice. As I said, a uh, host of topics that we can talk about today. I think that this, this uh, time we could go uh, probably the longest we've ever gone. Uh, I really hate hearing the music fade out, don't you? It's such a good tune. That's bensound.com. That's Rumble from bensound.com. How are you all doing this week? It is the second day of spring today yesterday it was uh... snowing snow flurries on the first day of spring some thirty some degrees high first day of spring wasn't very funny nature if you ask me it wasn't funny at all it was uh... it was it was crap it was turd it was a turd sandwich that's what it was giant turd sandwich but enough about the weather enough uh, I wanted to start off with, first off, you might notice there's a, a bit of a different feel to my voice. Uh, pop filter. That's my wife, as awesome as she is, and uh, continually proves that she's awesome and invested in me doing this as as, a, as not only a hobby, but possibly a future career. She bought me a pop filter, which, uh, if you'll notice, anytime I say a P word, pop, uh, popcorn, popcorn. Uh, uh, other P words. Pontificate. See? It's like it doesn't pop anymore. Uh, some of you might be sitting there, well, what the hell is a pop filter? I don't understand. What's, uh, what's that what's that business about? A uh, pop filter, it's like this little mesh circle thing that I can put right in front of the microphone. I can actually attach it to the base of the microphone and put it right in front, and it just kind of spreads out your voice. It, uh, it takes any kind of harsh word... Like the the P's sound, the B sound, uh, you know, and if you go back and listen to a couple of episodes, you'll hear it when I go, you know, when I say it, it just it's this popping noise, it's this popping sound. Uh, it totally eliminates it because uh, it's this giant mesh screen that spreads the sound out. Uh, so it might sound a little bit different. Just uh, listening to me speak now, cool, capish? Yeah, see, 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 um, you see how good that worked out? Huh? Yeah? Yeah? Sounded um, sounded pretty good, huh? Yeah. Mm. yeah, everybody uh, everybody gets down with a little uh, little butter uh, 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 better equipment at yeah, uh, FritzCast. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I look forward to listening to it. Probably my worst Stewie uh, Griffin impression. Remember when he's, a- mm. hey, mm. Brian, how's that uh, how's that novel you've been working on? Yeah, you know that uh, that novel you've been working on for three years? Yeah, got got something new to write about terrible i used to be able to do stewie stewie's voice really good you know now uh now i can you know i just you know mm. i think my like snobby british by jove it's probably a little bloody better than than my Stuart griffin impression so yeah i mean that is what it is but nice new pop filter now i only need uh like a new fancy desk maybe a comfy chair And uh, the boom stand. I need a boom stand to attach this microphone to so I can actually bring it up to my face. I'm still sitting in a computer chair, or not even a computer chair. I'm I'm sitting in a chair leaning into my mic still, which is no hints to my wife at all of stuff that I need. So I should have also mentioned, and I I did in the intro if you paid attention, you bum, uh, that... We got uh, new phones. Yeah, that's right. I I complained about the AT&T Next program. It's actually, it's not that bad now that somebody at Best Buy explained how it all works out to us. AT&T doesn't tell you crap. They're just like, this is the way it works now. That's the way it works now. If you don't like it, go to Verizon. It's owned by Comcast. And you hate Comcast. So good luck. That's what they say. Um So we got new phones. Uh, She got the Galaxy S7. I have uh, the Galaxy Note 5. That's right. I might record this on GarageBand and be an Apple computer type of guy. I am not so much an iPhone guy anymore. Haven't been for a while. But that's my cup of tea versus your cup of tea. Got the Note 5. Uh, It's pretty boss. Uh, The new Android upgrades are pretty good. Uh, haven't toyed around with it too much, been, uh, working too much overtime, that such is the life of a guy who, uh, works in corrections. But, uh, something that came free with this, uh, stuff in this upgrade, we got one of those, uh, it's the Oculus. It's that virtual reality headset that you plug your phone into and it becomes, your phone screen becomes the, the screen of, uh, the headset I think you can buy the headset for like $150 or so. Uh, so it's not cheap uh, by any stretch of the imagination, depending on your definition of cheap. Some people spend $200 like it's nothing out of their pocket. And then you got people like me who, if the option was to buy this headset, it probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, but it was free. So we get to reap the benefits of it. I, we got a $50 gift card uh well, gift credit uh, in, the, in the store to buy games for it and stuff So we've been playing around with this thing And I mean, you put this thing on It's crazy I mean, like, first run uh, First run technology It's always, you know It's not refined, obviously It's not uh, the most insane thing That you've ever put on And it's not waves of the future What you've seen in the movies yet Either way, it's still really cool though. Uh you, you put it on your head, uh it downloads the program onto your phone and you just you're, you're in a different world even if uh, even if that world is fake looking uh or even if it's just uh, I could sit down and there was things in there like uh the the NHL uh outdoor series the the Winter Classic. They play it in a football stadium, they put the the hockey rink on the football field and they pack the football stadium full of fans. Uh, they had the camera recording it right on the glass. So you put this headset on, and it was like you were standing right there behind the glass, you know, watching everything go on. And and the cool thing about the headset, you put it on, and you can look behind you, and you can see the audience all the way up, you know, all the way up at the top of the stadium. It, it was like you were really there. That's kind of that's kind of cool. It's very wacky. Uh, the best part I would say about it so far is is setting it up and having other people put it on watching somebody else use this thing. Cause they're big, they're big, goofy glasses. I mean, Google them, Google uh, Oculus VR or our uh, virtual reality headset. And you'll see they're big, goofy looking headsets. So the best thing to do if you get one is set it up, give it to your friend, have them put it on and then just film them reacting to everything while they don't know that you're filming them. It's funny as crap because people go, "Whoa, what's this over here?" and you see them turning their head around and you have no idea what they're looking at. You just you're just looking at a big goof in front of you. Big old dork with with a headset that looks goofier than your friend who has the coke bottle glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> are those even still a thing anymore? Are there coke bottle glasses around? I don't know. My my buddy Jimmy used to wear coke bottle Jimmy, are you listening? Do you still have coke bottle glasses? I think that kid wears contacts. I don't know how your your glasses lens could be that thick and you can wear contacts. I would Im- I'd imagine that just is impossible. Can you... <laughs> Sorry, your eyesight is so bad that we cannot manufacture contacts that can bend light at the rate that you need it to be curved to actually see straight. Sorry. Can you imagine trying to get LASIK? Sorry, we'd have to invent a new pair of eyeballs for you. Ah, sorry, Jimmy, you're probably not even listening. But if you are, I love you, man. Everybody loves you. So, uh, case in point, if you're looking to upgrade and you're an AT&T type of guy or a Samsung type of guy, because I imagine, yeah, it's not cell-specific. It's 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 not carrier-specific, rather. It is, it's a Samsung thing, though. Uh, go to Best Buy. See if you can get a pair of the VR headset for free. Uh, I know they have, like, buy one, get one smartphone free right now, so just go do it. Stop being lazy. Call your Best Buy. Email somebody. But definitely uh, look into the headset. That that it's pretty cool. Like I said, it's not refined. It's nowhere, you know, I can't imagine what it's going to be in in 10 years from now. 10 years from now, cuz they already have PlayStation models and models that hook up with the Xbox. So, uh, on a small scale with just the phones, it's pretty cool but primitive. But I imagine in five or ten years it'll be applied. You can have modern, like, video game graphics in there. It'll be nuts. It'll be insane. And it'll probably be the leading cause of death for the new thing, you know, because people will put it on and not know what's going on around them and end up falling off a cliff or some crap because we can't have nice things because humans are stupid. So before we dive into politicking, so to speak, I don't even know if I can say that. That's a... Politicking is a, is a show run by, what's, uh, Larry King, Larry King, remember Larry King live on CNN, and you, did you think he went away, no, he has a show called Politicking, <laughs> get it, do you get it, it's funny right, eh, whatever, but I, I'm not sure if I can say politicking, it's probably trademarked, I'm probably going to get sued now, thanks, thanks, all I wanted to do was talk about politics and and here i am getting sued because i used politicking all right i'm sorry let's move on before we actually dive into uh politics talk well it is politics talk what the hell am i i went on this whole rant for nothing i wanted to uh i wanted to go over the primary results so far Remember how, like, I was kind of keeping up show by show. It was, like, every week. I was like, oh, let's go over this, th- these primaries. And now let's go over these primaries. Well, there's so many damn primaries happening that I don't want to do that. If if it was, like, a radio show and it was an everyday, like, Monday through Friday thing, I could understand going state by state. Uh, with all the overtime that I've been doing, too, haven't kept up on the state by state. Uh... So, let's just look at the delegate count right now. I have it pulled up. Donald Trump has 678 delegates. Ted Cruz has 423 delegates. And Kasich has 143 delegates. Now, Marco Rubio's dropped out. Uh, Ben Carson's dropped out. We talked about Ben Carson doing uh, bat-crazy things anyway. Uh, So Kasich is still in the race. I don't know how he thinks he can win because I believe it's mathematically impossible at this point because you need 1,237 delegates and there's only 1049 available, according to Google, at least anyway. This, maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Google usually isn't wrong, is it? I guess that's subjective. But Kasich's still in this race? Who knows why? He's probably you know that doesn't make any sense. It's it's Trump and Cruz, and right now, oh, that's those are nasty numbers right now. Let me tell you. Looking at the Democratic side, uh, Hillary Clinton has one thousand six hundred and fourteen delegates. She actually has more pledged delegates than super delegates now. Let's give her a round of applause for that, shall we? Uh, she has. 467 uh, super delegates under her banner, 1,147 uh, pledged delegates. Now Bernie Sanders, he has 830 pledged delegates and 26 super delegates, and we're gonna dive into some stuff that he uh, has to say about super delegates. But at this point, uh, sorry Bernie, you're getting beat on the pledged delegate level pretty hardcore. And that's another reason why I've been pushing Gary Johnson so much because, you know, millennials are going to get upset when Hillary gets the nomination because she's going to get the nomination. At least that's my prediction. You can write it down right now on Monday, March 21st, uh, 2016. uh, Fritz from FritzCast said Hillary Clinton was going to win the nomination. So that being said, we uh, we can switch phase to the Donald Trump portion of our programming. So let's start with the uh, the protesters in Arizona that blocked off a roadway. This goes back to last week's episode. You know, I you know everybody has this First Amendment right to to free speech, to uh, uh, the right to assemble, and uh, you know ask the ask the government for a redress of grievances. You know things like that. Uh, your your freedom of speech it it only goes so far. Uh, you know you can't shout fire in a crowded theater. You can't shout gunman when there's no gunman uh, because it causes mass panic and hysteria and people get trampled and they die. One of the other things I think you absolutely cannot do at all is block off a roadway. I don't care. you know, These protesters blocked off a roadway to keep people from going to a Donald Trump rally. And again, you are now hindering other people's First Amendment right. If you want to protest all up and down that roadway, on the sidelines, off of the asphalt entirely, go ahead and do it. The minute that you put cars and start blocking and you don't let people pass through, though, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong, and I could care less if somebody mowed you down in their car. Is that bad of me? I hope that nobody would say, well, that's terrible of you. No. What's terrible is the fact that you're going to hinder other people's lives. And before anybody says I'm picking on Donald Trump protesters you already know I don't like Donald Trump I don't like Donald Trump and I didn't like Black Lives Matter when they were blocking off roadways and I hate the stupid responses the sorry to inconvenience your life we're making we're trying to make a change well don't make a change by killing people holding up ambulances in your little uh, roadblock protest you know escapade you do have a right to protest. You do not have a right to block traffic off of a road. You don't have right to block anybody from moving anywhere in your protest. Period. The end. It 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 pisses me off. It pisses me off that it comes to this. Look, and I'm not picking on Black Lives Matter. I'm not picking on uh, you know Trump. You know this is for this is blanket statement for anything. Uh, when you block off traffic, this this was a road that was leading to uh, the, the the Donald Trump rally, but. You know, not to say that there was ambulances waiting to to rush to a hospital or whatever, but when that stuff happens, it blocks traffic for miles and miles and miles. And you have to think that you're causing somebody to be late to work. You might be causing somebody to be late to pick up their kid. You might be causing somebody to die because they're trying to rush to the emergency room for some reason. Or somebody in their car needs to go to the emergency room. And do you think these protesters give a damn? About that? You think they even know? No, and they're not even concerned about it. They're concerned about getting their message across. It's selfishness. At the extreme. You know, how many people are actually doing it to really protest Donald Trump versus to be seen? Or just to be a part of the opposition, you know? It's a touchy subject, sure. But can we all agree to disagree that at the end of the day... Uh it has to it has to the the madness angles have to stop. Look, if I imagine if you're trying to walk around a city street or whatever and there's just there's only one way that you can go and they're blocking it off and they look violent and they're not going to let you pass. Where is that? That's not in that's not a protected right in in the Constitution. In fact, you're violating the law now. You're disrupting the peace. And it is wrong. And I hope people get arrested for it. This is how I protest Donald Trump. I let it be known. I articulate my thoughts. And I don't stop people in traffic. I was always taught if you play in the road, somebody's going to run your ass over. That's that's what I was taught growing up. Stay out of the road. And that's what I'm going to tell protesters of any kind. Stay. Stay the hell out of the road. Okay, okay, moving on, moving on. And that, you know, that mind you, that's impromptu crap too. It, it's different if you, uh, if you get a, a permit and you have the the police set up to block off a road and it's notified. It's it that's that's one thing. It's a completely different thing to just move your cars and block a road and say we're not gonna dump Trump. We're not gonna let you go to your rally this man, blah 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 sorry sorry he is the leading republican candidate right now and any any of his at this point anybody at his rallies acting violent now trump is saying we we're, we're trying not to be violent and he hasn't said uh his typical punch him in the face you know he's 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 backed down from that and most people when that stuff happens it is a shaking their head kind of moment now uh does that mean that we don't pick on certain people in, in Trump's camp, like maybe Lewandowski? Now, maybe maybe you missed this story, and I didn't cover it last week, and I'm kind of mad I didn't. Uh, that That's what happens when uh, I get busy and I get short-sighted. Uh, Michelle Fields and Ben Shapiro, uh, they're both uh, reporters uh, from Breitbart, reporters and commentators from Breitbart News, Michelle Fields and and Ben Shapiro—they both resigned from Breitbart uh, over the Michelle Fields had had an issue uh, where she was supposedly assaulted by uh, Lewandowski at uh, at a Trump event. She was, you know, a reporter from Breitbart, and Corey Lewandowski allegedly assaulted her, and I forget the details of why. I forget what what brought it about, but Breitbart tried to just brush it under the rug. They they threatened their employees. They said, "Don't talk about this. Don't tweet this. Don't support anybody." And Michelle Fields said, "I'm out. You guys ain't backing me. You guys aren't taking this issue seriously." And uh, Shapiro left as well. Shapiro even, in fact, uh, put out his own statements. Uh, to his fans, he said, uh, "Quote: Today, I informed the management of Breitbart News of my immediate resignation. I do not believe Breitbart News has adequately stood by me during the events of the past week, and because of that, I believe it is now best for us to part ways." That's actually Michelle Fields' statement. Uh, Shapiro wrote, "Andrew's life mission has been betrayed. Indeed, Breitbart News, under the chairmanship of Steve Bannon, has put a stake through the heart of Andrew's legacy." In my opinion, Steve Bannon is a bully and has sold out Andrew's mission in order to back another bully, Donald Trump. Uh, the, the whole thing is that uh, Breitbart is very pro-Trump right now. Andrew Breitbart, uh, you can dig up and look up in his past. He's not one that would have sided with Trump. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a moot point to say what Andrew Breitbart would have stood behind uh, as a conservative voice. He's been dead for quite uh, quite a few years now. Uh, so it's it's kind of pointless to look at what what he would say for it. But needless to say, the news organization that carries his name isn't, you know, it isn't under his control anymore. It, it's, you know, it's just under his name. It, it carries on his namesake, but not necessarily his personal beliefs. But uh, just a couple of days ago, as reported on the Hill, there's a video of Lewandowski grabbing a protester's collar at a rally, kind of roughing him up. Well, in all reality, it was a—it was just a—an uh, attendee at the rally, which, uh, of course, the Trump campaign, Trump campaign actually released a statement on it, and at the end of it, they said, you know, you can see it's the guy, not Lewandowski, that grabs him, and that Mr. Trump does not condone violence at his rallies, which are private events paid for by the campaign. Now. That little key there, the private event paid for by the campaign, that means that if you're a protester, Trump can remove you. So anybody saying, well, Trump can't remove anybody from the rally, yeah, he can. He paid for it. His campaign paid for it. They can absolutely determine the conduct that they want at the rally. And they can remove violent people, or they can just remove people protesting. That's not actually a violation of your First Amendment right when it's a private event. That, uh, that's paid for by somebody else, yeah, you can be removed. And in all this madness, it's actually the second week in a row that I feel like I shouldn't uh, be digging through Donald Trump's statements to find a ridiculous statement of the week. I really... I don't. I'm starting to... Uh, God, I'm starting to feel a little sympathetic towards the man. And I don't want to. Look what you're doing to me, America! I mean, that's, of course... That's, that's Trump's strategy. I mean, he... <laughs> Again, take a step back. He's a brilliant strategist. You can't argue that, at least. He's using every step. Every every Everything is like a Lego piece or a piece of the puzzle. He's just using it. So let's dive into uh, another story. Uh, libertarians might not like me for this one. Uh, but uh, out of the hill... Out of the hill, really? From the hill, uh, New York and South Carolina are... Considering, uh, or their bills are being proposed as we speak, uh, in both states that will require an ongoing registry of refugees who enter the U.S. Uh, via a story from the Associated Press. Uh, under the South Carolina proposal, sponsors would be held liable for Iranians, Sudanese, and Syrian refugees who commit acts of terrorism. Now this just piggybacks off something, and maybe libertarians won't like me for it. They don't. They don't believe that. Uh, I I believe that a lot of libertarians and the the probably the stance of the party would be that uh, you don't do that kind of thing to people. But of course, their intake would be that you don't take in refugees at all. I'm pretty sure that they would say don't. You don't bring in government assistance type of people. But. I don't have a problem with bills being passed to have a, a registry of refugees. And uh, the, the reason being is that uh, refugees especially, it's, it's how long are you coming here for? Are you actually immigrating here and adapting to our society and our cultures and accepting that there's differences here than from the homeland? Are you coming here temporarily? You know, what, what, what's the business in coming here? I don't have a problem with there being a sort of registry and a tracking system for refugees. And I'm not. I, I hope I don't sound like I'm picking on refugees. There's probably people who'd say I was, but honestly, uh, you, we should know how many are here, uh, how long they intend to stay, uh, and what what their plans are. If their plans are to ultimately go home, right now, that whole you know, if it's Syria, is, that whole place is a mess. Who knows when that's going to be straightened up? And uh, we're talking about we're talking about an influx of people here. Who need food, need shelter, need housing, need jobs. They don't need to be taken care of. They need jobs to take care of themselves. As as everybody does in this country. You need a job, you need to take care of yourself. As long as you have the capability of doing so. We all know there's people that, you know... I, I hate when this argument comes up. We all know that there's people on disability that need disability. And need that sort of quote-unquote welfare. Uh, that'll be a big... Topic of discussion, I'm sure, down the line. Uh, but honestly speaking, anybody that is able to work needs to be working. I don't think anybody argues that point at all. That's a it's a big topic, though, and I don't wanna I don't wanna get into hairy details of that right now. You know where I do want to switch focus to though? Uh President Obama, uh it was a couple like a month a couple months ago he had a secret meeting with Bernie Sanders, and I believe Bernie Sanders said, uh, it went well. Uh but now apparently Obama has a secret meeting and, and is trying to push people towards Hillary Clinton. Uh and here's the thing. I don't like I don't like this, uh at I don't like this approach or this angle at all. I really don't. Let me ask you a question. Do you think uh that the sitting president Whose is, who is, is, uh, two terms Are about to come to a close Do you think that they should play An active process In the ongoing election For the next president Personally I would think no I would think you're the president of the United States You need to focus on what you're doing And I Let me, let me sidebar even further The one thing that I hate In the political process Is, is, uh, is endorsements uh, I got into a, an argument on, I believe it was Libertarian forums on Facebook. It might have been Gary Johnson related stuff. I'm not really sure, but the, the the main point remains the same. I got into an argument with somebody on Facebook. They it was a it was like a meme. It wasn't a meme. It was a quote on somebody about a a, a particular candidate, and somebody commented and said, "Well, why haven't you come out and endorsed them then then yet?" and i posted this this long ranting piece about you know i hate endorsements i hate people waiting for other people to endorse people uh, endorsements in short to me are like they're like a way to grab voters that don't think does that make sense you wait for uh, you get these endorsements from people uh from candidates who were running let's put it this way how many republicans started off when this whole thing started. It was like 12 or 13 candidates. Slowly, the candidates start narrowing down. So, like, I was a Rand Paul guy. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, this was on a Rand Paul form. Now, Rand Paul has has refused to endorse anybody. Rand Paul only said that, you know, uh, that he would support the nominee, which I didn't agree with him with. I said, if it's Donald Trump, I'm not, you know, I'm not all that certain that I'm going to... (laughs) Let's face it, I said I wasn't going to... I've already said I'm voting for Gary Johnson. I'm voting for Gary Johnson. But a bunch of Rand Paul supporters from these pages, they're they are waiting for Rand Paul to endorse somebody. Uh, some of them are. Some of them are just writing in his name at the primaries, which is perfectly fine, too. That's okay. But some people sit and they wait for their, for their person to endorse somebody because they'll just go with whoever they're going to go with. And to me, that is such a... It's such a party play. I, I hate party politics. Uh, this is another rant and argument I got in with somebody. On the C-SPAN Facebook forums, I posted, uh, they posted a question, third party, would you vote for it? And I said, I am supporting Gary Johnson because I'm tired of uh, the divisiveness of both sides. Hillary Clinton gets up there and the first words out of her mouth are, the Republicans, the Republican Party. And, and so she's already ostracized and alienated anybody that isn't a Democrat automatically. When she says it, people are going to argue, "Oh yeah, well she's saying that against the, the 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 Senate and the and the House of Representatives." Well, no, actually, it's a blanket statement that covers Republican voters. It's very it's disrespectful, kind of. I don't know for certain because I'm not I'm not a registered Republican. I I've supported candidates that are on both sides of the aisle because I boil it down to candidates, not to parties. That's another big problem in America is, is this two-party system. Part of the people, you know, part of the reason people ask me why are you casting your vote for Gary Johnson, you know, he can't win. He can win if enough people who said I would vote for third party, but I'm not going to because they're not going to win. If all those people actually did it, you're looking at at least 30 percent of the vote for the Libertarian Party for Gary Johnson. And 30 percent of the vote, I don't know if you knew this, throws a wrench. In the whole system. Because Democrats and Republicans, it's a power struggle thing. Except, here's the thing, the Republicans did get the power, and then up until this point, they fumbled the ball. People are upset at the Republican Party, hence why Donald Trump is the leading candidate. And hence why things would get worse if they tried to broker a convention. Yet another point I've been saying over the past last few weeks, last few episodes... So now that we've had all the sidebar conversations about how I don't like endorsements and I don't like party politics, here we have Barack Obama, and he's com- he's campaigning. And the, the thing is, is that the agenda here is that you you campaign to save your legacy. That's that's all he's doing. That that's the only reason he has a voice, and that's the only reason that he's even involved. It's to continue his legacy, and I don't agree with that. You know, your eight years are up, and I don't think. You should have uh, as vocal and as public a say in the political spectrum as, as you think you might have the right to. I don't think it should be entertained. It should be, all right, this is your last eight years, close out, don't talk about what's going on. But that, maybe that's just me. I You know, maybe that's just me. But I don't like endorsements and I don't like that kind of approach. I don't like that stuff. Now flip to the man that the Democratic Party, including President Obama now, is trying to silence uh, Bernie Sanders. Talking about superdelegates. Says that the uh, the whole concept is problematic, he said on CBS's Face the Nation. Might be a good idea for superdelegates. Sorry, let's back up. Quote, I think it might be a good idea for superdelegates to listen to the people in their own state, he said. Um, I, should I try that like Bernie Sanders? I think it might be a good idea. For super delegates to listen to the people in the old state, to be the voice of frustration and anger against the top one tenth of one percent that is taking in a huge majority of of the wealth, destroying the middle class. Was that good? Should should I should I do Bernie? Should I do Bernie quotes more often? We could call it. We could call it. Burn notice or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's stupid. It's probably not even funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, yeah, I've been behind. Uh, I, I've I don't like Bernie Sanders, and I'm not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. But I, you know, I have been behind the guy. The game's rigged against him, much as the Republicans are trying to rig the game against Trump. So two guys that I don't like, and the establishments are trying to rig the votes against them. I mean, Hillary is winning right now in the general, in, in, in gathering of delegates. She's winning. And not not from the boost of super delegates right now. But I still think she's going to win. And I think that the, the Democratic Party and now President Obama in tandem, they have done their best to, you know, ah, hey, Bernie. No, go away. Get out of here. Seriously. Goodbye. Now, just some speedy comments. I was trying to get my uh, my system hooked up. My computer's being a little bit of a dick right now. So I can't get the audio clips in here. I have the way to record them. I have some recorded. I just, you know, I don't want to give you the cell phone recordings anymore. Um, just some things that that piqued my interest that I wanted to play for you. Uh, there was this Gary Johnson bit on the Trump phenomenon. Uh, so go look that up on MSNBC. Uh there's this uh, the clip uh, clip of Ben Carson saying, I hope people really begin to think through the implications of going and messing with the will of the people. Uh, brokered convention talk. Uh, Mitch McConnell, this is pissing me off. Mitch McConnell and House Republicans talking about not even, not even considering or meeting with Obama's nominee. We, we all know uh, at this point that uh, the Constitution says the President picks, Senate holds the hearings, and then you vote off the hearings. So... I would be less mad at Republicans if they just went through the process instead of being so vocal as they've been about it. Um, and Obama's nomination, uh, what's the guy's name? Merrick Garland, that's his name, and, and... While, uh, I'm... Supreme Court has some odd name people on it, don't they? Antonin Scalia, Merrick Garland, uh... Well, Merrick Garland's the nominee and, and looking at him he's kind of like that not so lefty pick. But I mean uh, the, the the thing is is that it's not looking good for the Republican party. Mitch McConnell is uh is freaking terrible at at times. And this is Mitch McConnell uh just continuing to uh, not give a good picture to the GOP side. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks. Just meet with the guy. Do your Senate questioning. It's going to take hours and hours and hours, and at the end of it, then, yeah, you can say, we don't like this guy. We're not going to vote for him. That's fine. Do it that way. At least that way, you could have a, you know, a vote. And you could have, maybe he gets appointed, but you have the track sheet to show that, you know, "Ah, a lot of people didn't support this guy. But, you know, that is what it is. So... I thought we were going to go a bit, a little bit longer today. Uh, we're looking at about thirty-eight, forty minutes, same as last week. I think that's good. I think that is good. I hope this sounded better with the pop filter. Uh, it's been exciting continuing to build this up. Uh, please like and share and and all that, all that jazz. Uh, oh, Delaware friends, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a moment to break into some uh, local business. Uh. Let's see. It's March 21st. April 2nd, I believe, is the deadline to register yourselves to vote in the primaries that happen on, I believe, April 26th. So if you're wanting to play a role in the election, now remember, Delaware, I believe, is a party. I mean, it's primary. So you can only vote in your registered party. So if you're an independent like I am right now, it's nothing. Thinking it's time to pull the trigger and finally register as a libertarian. So, we'll follow up on that next week. Uh, oh, what else? Oh, hockey. That's right. The Flyers. They came close to to sliding in the wild card spot. Um, I, I think right at this point, there's still a little bit of time. They might, they might be able to eke their way in there. If not, this hasn't been such a, a terrible year for the Flyers. Uh, they've they've done a lot of bouncing back. Uh, a lot of hope with this uh, with this coach Haxtell. And, uh, you know, some, some incredible talented players, especially Gostabur or Ghosty Bear, however you want to... Ghost Bear. The the Ghost Bear. Remember, remember Inglourious Bastards? The Bear Jew. This is the Ghost Bear. Uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of things to look forward to. Because um, even if we did get into the playoffs, uh, I don't think we would have gone Stanley Cup. But you know it it's nice to know that it didn't that it's it may be only be a few tweaks in the works now as the as for the Eagles with coach doug Peterson in play, the Eagles have made a lot of great moves actually dumped chip Kelly's players dumped their moves and uh we're looking on the up and up now uh you know i wouldn't say incredible bounce back this year but definitely on the right track. Uh, after ditching Chip Kelly. So, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Uh, That's it for me for this week, guys. Next week, I hope we can go even better. I hope I can get in the sound clips next week, and I hope I don't have problems. So hopefully that'll work out. Until then, though, I'm Fritz, and this has been The FritzCast. You know, while it's on my mind, too, uh, (laughs) family game night anybody do Family Game Night? Now, let me tell you something about um, any type of activity like this. You do Family Game Night, okay? Say you play something like Uno, all right? All you do is just get at each other's throats. You just want to kill each other. Like, you, you go back and forth. You, you keep changing the colors. You keep hitting draw fours. You make the house rules where you can stack. So, like, somebody throws down a draw four, or somebody throws down a draw two, and then somebody else throws down a draw two. So now it's a draw four. And then finally, some dick throws out a, a, a draw four and changes the color to a color that the next person doesn't even have. So you got to keep drawing until you get that color. And it just... Here's the thing about Family Game Night. It's good. It's fun. It's a good bonding thing. But you might end up killing each other. Just remember that. You might end up killing each other. I tell you... We should have played Cards Against Humanity. Do you know why? Because I would have won. That's why we should have played Cards Against Humanity. That And there is totally inappropriate responses that come out of that game. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to slice your throat in your sleep. That's a pretty bad response. And that came from Uno. And that came from, you know, a, a teenage girl. Thanks, Maddie. Uh, But still, I'm, I'm just saying... Be careful. Tread lightly. You you might get hurt.